Hey, Fro. Hello. You want to hear a joke? I do. Uh, what did the grape say when the elephant stepped on it? I don't know. It just let a wine out. <laughs> on this episode of another digital citizen, we'll talk of news of the week, TV of the week, common sense media, manifest episode 11 review, movies of the week, and another digital review of the upside. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen, episode 171. Uh, with me, I have Luke. Hello, Luke. All right, Fro. Hi, everybody. And maybe a, a, a chinchilla in the background. He's making a lot of noise right now. I mean, he's not like yeah. barking like he usually does, but he's scratching. Usually, he's asleep right now, but hopefully he'll be all right. You heard him in the intro, for sure. Yes, you you definitely did. <laughs> we 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 are we are having problems getting him to sleep. Luke is a really bad hypnotist. For <laughs> Animal hypnotist, right? I'm terrible at mm-hmm. it. You're terrible about it. So, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty yeah. lazy week, I guess. Again, I I don't know. It's been kind of rainy and cold. Uh, which, I mean, it's winter, but we haven't seen any snow or anything yet. I mean, I guess, so I shouldn't say anything to you, really. Right. <laughs> I I heard rumors that snow, uh, that winter is coming, though. I heard it for so many fucking years now, so it must be true. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll get some cold. We had, like, days where it went barely below freezing at night. Uh, it's been super it's... mild. It's like El Nino is what they say or whatever. Right, it's the slogan for 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 uh, Game of Thrones. Look, oh, I don't know what that is. Winter yep. is coming. Oh, right, I did know That's... that. I didn't make the reference because I don't care enough about Game of Thrones. But okay, <laughs> I, I just saw the teaser trailer this week, and I was like, uh, "Uh, please be over." Yeah. So no, last week I said I had a girlfriend, and uh, guess what? It turned out she wasn't. Uh, who I thought she was. Um, there was something that didn't like feel right to me, Luke. So I decided to back off her profile. Uh, she had very little pictures and things like that. And uh, then she started creating drama in my life. So that was fun. Huh. That didn't take very long. All right. Uh, what else Oop. happened online this week? I guess PewDiePie hates Norwegians. I wrote down for Yeah. I know. 
<laughs> well, his grandfather told him. His grandfather told him that uh, on his deathbed that they should invite invade. Invade, Norway. right? Yeah. Because you guys are, uh, have all the oil and you have no defenses. But of course, now you, yeah. now uh, America's got your back, Fro, so don't worry. We got hundreds of oh. soldiers and base camped out there. Of course, we're on. Yeah, we're on the right side, right? On the yeah. Russia side. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on the Russia side. That's true. Uh, did you have any news that we're not covering in the news? Trump fast food feast. Do you see that for the yeah uh, some football team again? We're not into sports, so I don't know what kind of football was this. <laughs> high school, uh, college. I, I really have no idea, but uh, they <laughs> some football team that won, and he showed up. Uh, or usually they have like this big feast, I guess, for the team, right? And uh, yeah. they did. The government is still shut down, and so he instead of just getting caterers like a normal person would, right? He went out and got fast food so that he could make a point to say, it's all American food, Fro. Uh, the problem he well, when I looked at it at first, I was like, wow, that looks awesome because I'm a glutton for fast food and it's a giant table yeah. of Big Macs and pizza. You know what I mean? But then you think right. about it and like five minutes after you get a Big Mac, it tastes terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you get, uh, I get you. Ch chicken McNuggets, you have to eat them within 10 minutes. Otherwise, they don't taste good. They're not crisp anymore. They get all soggy. So all that food on that right. table was probably awful, to be honest. Yeah. Aww. They, uh, I, I read some commenting under that picture, and people like saying, this is how, how it looks when you five minutes before you get guests. Remember that you're getting guests. <laughs> And it looked a little like that. It was like, oh, shit, we're having people over. I totally forgot that we're having people over. Why didn't you tell me we were having people over? But if you were to just go to the shop and spend the amount of money it would cost for that much fast food, you would have maybe three times as much food. If you were to get, like, yeah. I don't know, a turkey and some steaks or, like, chicken breast or something like that, you would have so much more food than that. But I think the whole idea here was to make it kind of a... Um, uh, a PR piece about how American he is and how he loves American food. Right. Right. Uh, other news that we're not uh, covering, we got another Democrat running for president. Oh, right. Two, actually. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard Two. entered and somebody named Kristen Gillibrand, who is kind of a, a huh? corporate, more corporate Democrat. And right when Tulsi Gabbard came out, there, now, there are already smears about her being anti-gay marriage when she was like 18 or 19 years old fro i guess her family okay. was very christian like her dad and the rest of her family were very like christian anti-gay uh, marriage uh mm. 20 years ago or whatever you know what i mean and um mm. when she was a young kid she had the same values but she then she grew up and now she like if you look into her track record as a congresswoman She's actually passed a lot of bills that are pro-gay marriage, uh, but they're br bringing it up instantly. As soon as she announced her campaign, they were they they're already smearing her. They're already smearing Bernie as well, and he hasn't even announced the campaign yet. So, right, they're trying to say he uh, he allowed people in his campaign uh, to sexually harass people 
Pro. That's what they're saying about the Bernie wow. campaign right now. Wow. Uh, do you know what? We have some extremely breaking news uh, from Britain. Some break uh, Brexit news? Breaking news? Brexit, uh, Brexit news, yeah. May's government survives crucial non-confidence vote. Uh, uh, it was 306 uh, for uh, getting her out. Uh, 325 uh, to uh, keep her in. So they had a majority of just 19 votes away from getting a new prime minister in uh, in Britain. Well, a new election at least, yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez, I really thought it was going to be... I mean, that's a lot closer than it was last. the last vote. I remember yeah. it was like 100, oh, yeah. 100 at least last time. So, yes. wow, yeah. it's a lot closer. I mean, it's not surprising it's a lot closer because of like the story we're going to cover next after this, but mm-hmm. um, I was actually looking forward to covering another election. The last election there was so exciting. That whole day was oh, like a was, super exciting day. That was so fun. We had so much fun with that. We love elections when it's not America. <laughs> <laughs> we love everybody else but the American election. <laughs> Fuck the American election. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, they had a little vote for Brexit on uh, on Tuesday uh, yesterday, and the uh, UK Parliament rejects Theresa May's uh, uh, Brexit deal in a pivotal vote, and it's it wasn't like even fucking close. <laughs> it it's the one of the biggest losses in history um, for a government. Uh, that's saying something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. Um, I was really expecting this to kind of turn everything around and her to get out. I mean, that was super close, I guess. It just, I was really expecting us today to be like, okay, now next week we're going to have all this other stuff to talk about. I guess we still are because I, it, it, there's still, we still have to figure out where we're going to go with this whole Brexit thing, right? Now, uh, I right. guess we know now May is going to remain in there. She's obviously going to try to... She's. There's still people talking about her working out a deal with the EU, but I could have sworn we covered that the EU said there's no more deal-making. It's what, it is what it is or whatever. So I guess right. we're going to just wait for another vote in the parliament, maybe, on a different uh, Brexit deal? Maybe? I don't know. Um, I mean, what Carbon has said about it is that she has not been willing to talk to him about it to to try to like have a, a crossover where where they can find things uh, to agree upon and go to the EU with uh, that's one of his biggest complaints uh, and I can understand if he feels like uh, leftover, uh, even though you're the minority, you should be mm, counseled in such important questions as uh, Brexit deal. I do think, but maybe well, especially I'm when. Uh, well, another racing. thing that's funny is he he recently this uh, no confidence bro- vote was brought up by Corbyn, and the last one he right. brought up, they all like got all super mad at him. Yeah, this one, I nobody agree. got mad at him. I, I really yeah, don't no. understand what, what they got mad at him for that, that time, other than 
he was going against the norms of what everybody was, what everybody else was thinking. That's the only reason I think they got mad at him last time. Here's a quote from Corbin. Uh, about what you were just saying, Fro. Uh, at every turn, the Prime Minister has closed doors to dialogue. Uh, a a no-deal Brexit must be taken off the table, a per permanent customs union must be secured, and people's rights protections must be guaranteed so that uh, they do not fall behind. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he, he... I mean, if he got in there, he'd get some kind of... He would work on some kind of deal... Uh, with the other side and it's sounding like that's the real problem here is that Theresa May is not willing to work with the uh, labor side at all to even try to get any of their votes and that's why nothing's passing and, and that's the, the that's the problem when you have such an important thing as Brexit you don't you shouldn't rely too much upon your own government especially when you're on fucking government it's uh, losing like flies. Like uh, they, uh, she's lost more ministers than I have girlfriends lately. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's saying something. <laughs> but you get my point, though. You it's you like... would think they would want like after this many attempts to oust her from her position, you would think they would want to be on right. the good side of labor for when it actually does happen and labor takes over because right. it is inevitable. You would think they would it want is. to have some kind of, especially if this had come out um, with May getting ousted and there being another election to say Corbyn got in there, you would think that they would want to have some kind of dialogue so that once mm -hmm. he is in there, they can try to have some kind of influence, but it doesn't seem like they uh, are thinking that far ahead. They're more thinking about what they can do now with their power, right? Yeah. Guess if I can find a link to Eurovision in the uh, new thing that we're going to talk about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just heard Eurovision and the thing we're talking about. <laughs> I said, guess if I can find a link into Eurovision uh, in the next thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go into this. Uh, yeah. Kylie Jenner... Uh, was beaten by a picture of an egg for the most liked Instagram picture ever. Uh, Monday morning, yeah. an egg officially more is more popular than a photo of a celebrity baby. As of Sunday evening, a stock photo of an egg is the most liked picture on Instagram with more than 28 million likes. It's more than that now, obviously. The title for most liked picture ever had previously belonged to Kylie Jenner for a photo she posted of her daughter introducing her to the world. Uh, back in February 2018, with 18 million likes. So this has over 10 million more. It has way more than that now, I'm sure. I'd have to go actually look. Oh, okay, here it is. It 45, has... almost 46 million yeah. likes now. So almost 46 million. Yeah. Way more than double. And the, and the link to Eurovision is, of course, the chicken song that won last year. Oh, okay. That's that's why why this is so popular now, because of that song. Remember? <laughs> no, I do not remember the chicken song. <laughs> Israel, that one. She, she was. Oh, uh, that, right. There was kind of a chicken. Right. Okay. And now I, remember. I was thinking of like a, the, a a song actually called the chicken song, and I was like, I don't remember that. But no, 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 no. <laughs> that was my link to Eurovision. That was a loose link, but 
I re- we were talking yes. about Instagram last week and how uh, you shouldn't just worry about putting pictures up there to get fame, and this pr- kind of proves it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That lady is known specifically yeah. Oh, yeah. for posting pictures of herself on Instagram, and her fame has been taken away by a picture of an egg. So there you go. That kind of proves what I was saying I, last week. I, I find it quite ironic, and I I, I like it. How much I does really, this? Really how like. much of this really? Ha- it do you attribute to the whole PewDiePie T series uh, and YouTube Rewind uh, whole thing, where it was just you know people the bandwagon of just we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna make these likes or dislikes be huge. Do you think that had any influence right. in making this happen? I'd say there's a little bit probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That and Eurovision. <laughs> right. That and the last year's winner of Eurovision, which I don't even remember the yeah. song name or the lady's name. So. <laughs> That's okay. I will remind you. <laughs> so, look, mm-hmm. Jesus, Mother of all Christ, I have a, a local story for you this week. Uh, so, you know I live in Lillehammer, right? Right. We had the Olympics in 94, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, just trust me on that. Uh, how, did, how cold do you think it's outside in Norway right now? Like at night? Um, I mean, below freezing. So, like, what? Oh, yeah. I don't know, negative three or something like that? Celsius? All right. Uh... The thing is, like, we have a place in in in, in Lillehammer called Luskorsbakken, and what was Luskors was the local ski jump in the '94 Olympics. Sure, right, okay, the big uh, big kind of ski jump, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 uh, a big ski jump. So, uh, what my local cinema found out they were doing is having a. Pre- uh, a viewing of Frozen. <laughs> Frozen, okay. Of, yes, of all movies in uh, at night, where uh, at Lyskorsbakken, where it is minus and hold your horses nineteen degrees today uh, or on Friday at it's night, right? Minus okay. nineteen <laughs> Celsius. Yes. So, did anybody show up? Well, that that's the th- the thing they have, and holds <laughs> even more funny. Seven thousand places. <laughs> they have seven thousand seats. They think seven thousand people are going to show up just because it's free. <laughs> right. Okay. So it has. Yeah. It's going to happen this weekend, is what you're saying. Uh, well, they 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 have planned for it in the future. Yes, uh, okay. I think it was this this or next weekend. And 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 the thing is, like in minus nineteen degrees, that is health hash hazard. Like that is dangerous for your health. I mean, is- I there is ways to like heat up a small like an area you know what i mean an outdoor area that has those giant outdoor heater things or whatever yeah yeah yeah. no but that's not what they're planning to do they are planning to have a huge uh, like uh (laughs) projection that will project uh, uh the cinema in uh in the ski jump 
uh, landing area even. Okay. So they don't they don't want to use uh, a, a, a curtain or something. They uh, they want to project into the snow. Then that's why they're doing it now in the winter, so they can use the snow as <laughs> as as the screen. <laughs> right. I guess I mean, so. Uh, that's not always. That's not going to be your best quality looking per, uh, picture. Because it's going to be all lumpy and weird, like uh, snow yeah. is not necessarily the right color to be right. projecting on, because it's going to reflect a lot. Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It is the <coughs> worst idea ever. Maybe they're going to spray paint the snow with like a gray, kind of like a uh, light gray spray paint, and then project onto that. Ah, who knows? I'm still I'm confused as to how they're going to keep people warm, is what I'm confused about. Yeah, it is the worst idea ever. I, I, I think I have ever heard people will be so sick because it's 19 degrees minus. It is like, it's it's one of the most incredibly stupid ideas. And I think two people will come. The projectionist and the uh, the lady <laughs> that's in charge of the arrangement. Can you think of anything more torture than watching Frozen in 19 degrees Celsius at snow in Norway? They must have some plan to keep people warm. I don't know what it is, but they have to have some kind of plan, right? They, they said they said in the newspaper that they would they would give people blankets. Look, that's not gonna work. But uh, nope. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, hey, the FBI investigated uh, whatever. I can't talk. FBI investigated wherever Trump uh, was secretly working for Russia. Yeah, I guess they did. Uh, they also, I guess, were investigating whether him firing James Comey was obstruction of justice. So they're kind of investigating whether their boss getting fired. Uh, if there was anything illegal about it. So it kind of makes sense why the FBI would be investigating that. You know what I mean? Um, mm. It says here, federal counterintelligence agents began to investigation an investigation of Donald Trump last year that's aimed to find out whether the president had a clandestine agenda to help Russia. Uh, reported by the New York Times on Friday, although revelation which the White House called absurd in the late evening statement suggested the FBI felt Trump Trump's firing of James Comey in May of 2017 was motivated by Russian interests and might constitute a threat to U.S. national security. Uh, while the allegations of Trump's possible collusion with the Russian government ha has been raised before, to date, there has been no evidence from. Well, what? What? And that was in the, time, the, the New York Times uh, article as well. Uh, oh. Rudy Giuliani, a lawyer for, for the president, was quoted by the t Times as say, saying that the investigation seems to have gone nowhere. Uh, the fact that it goes back a year and a half and nothing came out of it shows a breach of national security means they have found nothing. Um, and then just more about uh, James Comey, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it says here, the Times and CNN, CNN uh, reports, uh, which both reported on this, uh, both cite unnamed sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they should check their source sources a little better. 
I'm not saying anything, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> this is just another uh, thing to bring up, like, kind of, because uh, it seems like the, the media just brought this, because this isn't, like, a, this isn't a thing that I don't think they just found out about. I think people have probably no. known that this uh, FBI yeah. investigation was going on, and it's just probably being brought up now because uh, it was a good time to be brought up. They needed something to talk about as far as Russiagate on the news. It fits the narrative. How about that? Right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of reports coming out this week, uh, either on TV or ones that I've read, um, that seem to be kind of preparing us for this Mueller investigation to be a dud, Fro. A lot mm. of people saying, uh, I saw even on, um, I believe it was CNN, a guy saying uh, he has inside sources that told him that uh, it's it's going to be anticlimactic was her, was his exact words so expect uh look look for that to be a thing that uh like we said in the past probably a lot of it's going to be redacted or we're we're not going to get to read it uh, at all so anticlimactic right. is i mean it seems like they're preparing us for that they're preparing us for this to uh, kind of be a dud so we'll see it feels like this is the week for that. Like, okay, Kylie Jenner lost uh, lost her place uh, for the most liked photograph. Uh, Theresa May <laughs> lost. <laughs> I lost. FBI is losing. <laughs> and and the teachers uh, in Los Angeles are now so fed up of losing. They have begun a massive strike. Uh, right. Um, educators in Los Angeles, uh, the second largest school district in the country in the U.S., are going on strike Monday uh, by deciding to walk out of smaller class sizes. Uh, more. Uh, oh, by deciding to walk out four smaller class sizes, more support staff, fewer standardized tests, and charter school regulation. LA's teachers have ensured that California will be the next state hit by a strike wave that shows no signs of ending soon. Uh, so yeah, they went on strike on Monday. I know they were still striking Tuesday. I believe they're still striking today. It's been a mm -hmm. big, uh, big protest. Not, it doesn't seem, I haven't seen any lawmakers come out and say anything about it, but, uh, they did, what do you, what are the, what are they called? The people they send in, uh, they pay them and they go in there. What do you, scabs, right? Have you ever heard that term, Fro? All right. Uh, so there are people they're sending into the schools it, and like, what I've heard is the schools there are like on the most minimum of people you can have to the point that like, uh, they're not, they're maybe not even teaching classes. Like the kids are just going there and sitting in a classroom. You know what I mean? Right. But they need a place so for the kids to not, go because the parents, uh, the parents of the kids yeah. are going to go to work. The kids need to be able to go to, you know, they need a place for those kids to go. So they just probably have a guy sitting there watching the kids, but not actually doing any teaching, is my guess. Oh yeah, totally. No, it's 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 not it's not really I, I surprising that pitch, uh, teachers have such low salary are willing to protest, and uh, I think it's a good thing. I uh, I support them. Oh, yeah, and this is just kind of a... F uh, last year, there was a few different teacher strikes across the country. 
and this is just one of the this is the biggest one yet um because yeah. of the size of the school district and the size of this uh california itself bro we've talked about this before it, it last year became the fifth largest economy in the world not just right. the uh, in Amer- in america in the entire world california is the fifth largest economy and somehow they mm. can't pay their teachers enough so well, you know what i mean that, that seems ridiculous other protesters that is not as easy to support, but I understand why why things are going on is the Yellow West protests, uh, tear gassing and water cannons in Paris. Uh, Paris uh, police fired water cannon, adding tear gas uh, to push back Yellow West demonstrations from the off the Trump monument on Saturday in the ninth straight weekend of protests against the French President Emmanuel Macron's economic reforms. Uh, thousands of protesters in Paris marched, uh, mostly, but mostly peaceful through the Grand uh, Balvoir shopping area in the northern Paris, close where the massive tear gas explosion in the bakery killed two firefighters uh, and a Spanish tourist and injured nearly 50 people early on Saturday. But a small group of demonstrators broke away from the signs route and threw bottles and other protests at the police. So it's not really good. I mean, it's just getting more and more serious. The, the thing that happened this week that really caused this to kind of erupt um again i guess i mean it, it hasn't stopped but it really got kind of violent is because they arrested the leader of the movement fro the government mm. did and so people got really pissed that they arrested the leader of the movement for uh i, I believe it was just protesting uh so when they arrest when they when you arrest their leader they're not going to be super happy about it so they came out even in mass and uh, the protests have gotten smaller there right but the yellow vest movement right. itself has gotten bigger. It's moved to Poland. Right. It's moved to the UK. It's uh, right. it's becoming a thing that I wouldn't be surprised if we see it here in America soon. Um, once people start catching on, or once it Are starts we, catching even, on more. Yeah, we even heard about it in Norway. So. No, I mean there are yellow vest protests in the UK and in Poland. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. you have they're, protests like they're that in Norway. About yeah, they they're talking about it's going to happen in Norway as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it'll catch on here in America um as far as the I mean it's kind of it started as one thing and now the yellow vest has kind of become a representation of fighting against any kind of fascist or um overly corrupt government kind of. It's it it started as just being one thing and now people are using it for a lot of other things i guess is my point right then we have this uh, cop killer that uh, claimed police targeted him with ultrasonic waves <laughs> didn't we just talk about this last week right exactly i was like yeah. they put out an article last week uh, saying that ultrasonic waves basically saying ultrasonic waves uh are aren't, aren't real and they're crickets and then the next week after that we get a a, yeah. a report of somebody murdering somebody because of ultrasonic waves a mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, man mm-hmm. and killed rookie California police officer and left a note claiming that police had police 
had targeted him with ultrasonic waves meant to keep dogs from barking. Uh, the police identified him uh, of, uh, I'm not going to say his name, from Davis, California, oh. a man who shot and killed an officer when she was responding to a vehicle collision on Thursday night. Uh, the Davis Police Department has been hitting me up with sonic waves meant to keep dogs from barking, read a note, which was typed on his computer. I notified the press, internal affairs, and even the FBI about it. Uh, I am highly sensitive to its effects on my inner ear. Uh, I did my best to appease them, but they continued for years, and I can't live this way anymore. Right. Like, for people that are new to the podcast and think, oh, why don't they say his name and things like that, we have a policy on another digital citizen that we, we never give the name of people that killed people because that's just promoting their, um, their cause and uh, giving them uh, more fame. Exactly. So we... We we have a policy here that we 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 never do that, and we will we will we we try to keep to that policy. We 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 are pretty strict on that policy. So just to, to I mean there the there's listeners. degrees. I mean uh, we'll say Timothy McVeigh because that's right. You know if it's gone if it's been a long yeah, enough I'm time not... and and it's big enough deal. Right. Right. Like uh, we we talked about Breivik on the podcast many many times. Right, exactly. There you go. Yeah, right. that's a better example, even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this guy um, claimed that uh, the police were targeting him with these ultrasonic waves, which also reminds me of a main topic we did a long time ago. Oh, froze, dying. <coughs> Sorry. That's fine. Uh, and it reminds me of a main topic we did a while ago. Uh, what was it? Well, it targeted individuals, but we talked about it under... Uh, oh, uh, Fentanyl Lace Compl Flyers Conspiracy was the name of the main topic. Right. Right. And it kind of reminds me... It makes me think this guy might have been one of those target people on that targeted individuals website. You know what I mean? Maybe he was one of these people that felt like he was being attacked by the 5G uh, radio waves. You know what I mean, Fro? Right. Hey, this is Jeremy, your favorite listener, and you are listening to another Digital Citizen. So, next thing. Uh, when I think Shillette, I think this. Shillette, the best a man can get. Right. Do you remember uh, that song? Uh, yeah, I, I, and it's in this commercial, actually, so we're going to hear it in this commercial. Uh, oh. But that was their classic slogan from, you know, the m late 90s, mid-2000s, all the way up till as far as I can remember. Uh, do you buy this brand of razors? Do you have this brand of razors in, um, in uh, Norway? In Norway, yes, we do. Uh, okay. I, I usually don't buy them. Uh, I buy the cheap stuff. <laughs> I can't afford a Gillette. It's 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 it's, it's way it's, it's more expensive than it's actually worth, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't shave that often because I I just have a beard, so maybe I'll shave my cheeks every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like above mm. my beard. Mm. So uh, I have a razor, but I haven't used it in a really long time to be honest. Because sometimes I just go a long time without even shaving at all. Um, well, but and I people look like a troll, so. People got really offended at this commercial, Fro. 
Okay, I have not seen this okay. before, so... Well, I'm apparently this is anti-male propaganda. That's what that's what a lot of conservatives especially are saying, is that this is uh, some kind of pro-feminist agenda against men. So, get ready, okay. Phil. I'm ready to be pro, pro, propaganda against... Are you ready? In three... Two, one, play. Okay. The Me Too movement against sexual harassment. Masculinity. Is this the best a man okay, can get? Talk. Best. See, there it is, bro. Yeah. Is it? I don't know why those people were running after that kid. You can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. Okay. We can't laugh it off. Got like a sitcom dad, kind of acting like a sitcom dad. Making the same old excuses. Mansplaining example, I guess. But something finally changed. The Young Turks? And there will be no going back. Because hmm. we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Wait. Wasn't Terry Crews the one to that was the right thing? Hmm. No. To act the right way. Bro, not cool. Not cool. Some already are. In ways big and small. I am strong. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? This is just normal how a parent should act, though, isn't this? Yeah. <laughs> this is how a normal parent should act when your kid is getting beat up, is stop getting them beat up. That does nothing to do with the Me Too movement. <laughs> that end part I, right there. Can I just say that this is this is not propaganda, it's just a fucking bad commercial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this is a terrible commercial. I don't think it's... Yeah. Um, offensive to men <laughs> no they're saying this is it, something like it's trying to say that men are not allowed to be men they need to be something else Jesus. and that it, well at the very beginning they bring, bring up the idea of toxic masculinity and a lot of people take offense to that i think just the concept of that you know <sighs> what i mean but I, the real problem here, Fro, is not the man thing to me. It's the using a social movement, the Me Too, like a movement like that, or any kind of movement, Black Lives Matter, or any kind of social movement, using it to sell fucking razors. That's the problem here. Right. <laughs> That's the thing that people but, should be upset about. This is, we, had that, we had that before in the Caitlyn Jenner thing, uh, commercial thing. Uh, uh, Kylie uh, Jenner, the Pepsi commercial. Kylie Jenner. Yes. Right, and everybody got offended at that as well for the for that reason. Yeah. This they should be getting offended for the same reason at this in my opinion. Yeah. And it's Hopefully become it but it's become divided uh, where the where the other one I don't think I think both conservative and democratic saw that Pepsi commercial and went, "Okay, this is bullshit," right? Mm. But this mm. one they don't see that because it's separated between like um they're the man, uh, the male, female side is separating it in people's brains, and so they can't see that this is offensive for a whole other reason. For some reason, like the, it's that part just slips their mind. I guess I don't know. 
Um, but it just makes me think of go back to WWE and the whole uh, Dana Warrior podcast, and then uh, mm. Stephanie's tweet about how charity is the new way to sell things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's mm. it. That's what this is. It's all about using charity to sell shit, and it's disgusting, in my opinion. And funny enough, we will talk a little about that in the main topic this week as well. Right. Uh, actually, I found out we were talking the other week. Was it last week or the week before? We were talking about the California Women's March where they like canceled mm-hmm. it because there right. wasn't enough white people. And we were they were saying something about how there was like... You a, mean black people. Uh, <laughs> right. They were saying in that article there was a rift in the wider women's movement. And we were we both were like, what does that even mean? We didn't know what it meant. Apparently, the leader of something called... Women's March Incorporated. So there's like an incorporated, like l- the head of the Women's March is like an incorporate uh, is a corporation. By the way, uh, she apparently took a picture and like went to a rally with Louis Farrakhan. So now they're saying she's an anti-Semite because he said anti-Jewish things, and so now people are saying that oh. the Women's March is anti-Semitic. <laughs> That's what that whole article was saying when they saying that there's a wider problem in the women's march. I did, I hadn't heard about it till this week, so I thought I'd mention wow. it on the show. That is just fucking stupid. Hey, uh, look, I'm actually going to break the law on the podcast here this week. Uh, I watched a movie this week. Uh, it's uh, from HBO. It's called Brexit. Uh, it's with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's uh, out already? I didn't know that was out yeah. already. That was quick oh, yeah. turnaround. I thought they had just started making it, huh? Uh, no. Uh, I watched it this week. Uh, one, it was a really, really, really good movie. I would rate it uh, eight and a half out of ten, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, two, it tells us not really anything new about Brexit, but it's interesting enough. For uh, I will say this: if you are at all a little interested in how Brexit started and could go through, this movie will be interesting for you. I can't wait for you to see it. I think you will. I think you will love it uh, on the same level as me. I, I I thought it was a funny, funny movie uh, with some really, really good acting in it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, and the reason why I'm telling you this right now is because Tron is going to tell the truth about no Brexit. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. I see that many people on the left in the United States think that Brexit is a good idea. Yes, the thought about Britain leaving the European Union, democracy and so on. Well, they couldn't be more wrong about this, and I'm going to tell them why they are wrong about that. this. The European Union had been one of the most stable, best forces in European history. If you don't believe me, well, read your fucking history books. We had revolutions, we had war, war about resources, war about who's going to trade, who's going to get treated like this and who's going to treat like that. The Trump way of doing things is like we did in Europe for centuries. The only thing that happened was war, war, war and war. Yes, the European Union isn't perfect. Yes, there are some factors there who can be changed. Yes, it's been regulation and bullshit. Yeah, I can agree about that. 
But the European Union is anyway the best thing that ever happened to Europe. The war and conflict we had in Europe have been so devastating that that your 9-11 looked like a little fart to comparison. The last world war, it died over 50, maybe 60 million people. Well, that, had, that is, and then I not brought with the first world war, so also become over 10 million. Then I have to take all the revolution, all the suffering from people who was, had family and friends and relatives who died and was hurt in those wars. The problem with those wars are still continuing to affect the European society. There are areas in France you can't use today because of the war in 1914 to 1918. I do agree that a lot of things have to be changed with the European system. But even though it's the best system we have, it's a system of brothers peace and prosperity for so many years. When the conservative hardliners and the left hardliners agreeing about the European Union and being, agreeing about fanatism and bullshit nationalism, something is very wrong. The Brexit deal has now been turned down by the Parliament or House of Commons in, <laughs> in Britain. It's very strange because the people who said no to the European Union would not agree about doing anything about it. Boris Johnson was was foreign foreign affairs minister, but instead of dealing with the European Union, he ran away. And that's typical for fanatics and assholes to the left and right. They don't want to scream slogans, scream what they're against all the time. But when it comes to do the job, they have to deal with. They have to lead them over to adult people just because they want to cry and scream on the outside and doing nothing. I hope the government new Brexit referendum. If, it, if it's not, I hope that Scotland and Wales leave the Britain and become a part of the European Union as independent states. And then there will be no more Britain, just England and no Commonwealth. This was John Bertrand's truth. Have a nice evening. That was uh, Trump telling the truth about no Brexit. I don't know if you agree or not, do you? Uh, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. I, I think the one thing at the very beginning, he was saying something about how he thinks that most people in America uh, want a Brexit. And I got to say, I think that's probably not true. I think most people do want a Brexit in America, um, except, for a, a, except for a select few, maybe. And I think most people in America... I would say most people, as in like 60%, have no idea it's even happening or care, to be honest. Mm. Right, most people in America don't pay attention to international politics, believe it or not. That a lot of people in America don't even pay attention to American politics, let alone international politics. I think it's, it's, it's like... Brexit for me is now just uh, a noun for something being screwed up uh, tremendously. Uh, I I don't even know. I guess is that I've never heard it used like that. But hmm. Well, yeah. Well, like it's like, but uh, like it, it, it's like uh, it's more known for being a screw up than. What it uh, really was, almost. Right. 
I mean, just even bringing up the vote to begin with, I guess, is what they consider the screw-up. Like, they should have just never even brought the vote up to begin with, I guess, so. Well, that isn't the solution either. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, I remember in, when it initially happened, a lot of, that was what a lot of people said, was like, why did he do that? Why did he do the surprise uh, vote, like, at the last minute? But it, at... Uh, far as I remember, he was saying he didn't think it was going to pass, and then it just did. You know what I mean? So, there you go. Yeah. It is what it is. Like I said, always. So, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com Another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com And you can email us there, uh, you can also go to our Facebook group where I post uh, memes and things and say how much I love uh, the next thing we will talk about. Manifest, episode 11. Manifest, uh, I guess we'll go into a little description of this episode. Episode 11, <sighs> willing to follow any lead to keep his son safe from the Major, Ben heeds Cal's calling to help Captain Daly clear his name for what happened to Flight 828. The journey uncovers a seeming conspiracy that stems all the way back to the day the plane disappeared. Meanwhile, Michaela assists Autumn in her own journey of redemption, but has Autumn truly set out to redeem herself, or is she working against the passengers? I think we already know she's half and half, right? I don't know why it says that in the description. Yeah. So, uh, for people that doesn't follow the show, this is Storm Chaser, the episode. <laughs> oh <laughs> right uh, kind of storm chaser I guess yeah <laughs> this is the worst episode so far I, 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 I have never been this bored over Manifest in my entire life I mean a lot this happened but it wasn't like anything exciting happened a lot happened but uh, it was absolutely not exciting this story about this pilot I could not care two fucking bits about it at all. Did you? About wh about the pilot? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting in a way uh, just because of what happens once they actually get into the storm. Right. Like, what did you think happened there? Uh, a time hole. Right, but or okay. the other thing you're supposed to think maybe they got shot down. I think you were everybody else in the show is assuming they got shot down by the two jets, right? And we're assuming they went through a time hole or a, a wormhole, I guess, a uh, time yeah. portal, something like that. Mhm. Mm um Oh, right, and we get the first this is the first time they talked about dark lightning, and apparently that's the some scientists they found believe that that's the 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 thing that caused the plane to go back in time is this thing called dark lightning, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently the government uh, has been studying this since before the initial event, is what we, what we found out this episode. Yeah. Now, this was... But, but the thing... The main problem with this episode, even though a lot of things happen, is that, that the storyline is so boring. I have never been... Uh, wanted to fast forward through the main story as much as I did this episode. Okay. I gave this an episode I gave this episode a three and a half. 
All right. Uh, well, one thing we said last week was about uh, the doctor who went in the plane with him. What's her name? I can't remember her name. Um, yeah, me neither. The TED Talk lady. I guess we called her last week, right. so I'll call her that again. Yeah. Uh, she, she. Do you think she's the general now? Uh, no. no. I mean, it's still possible because it maybe she was lying through the whole thing and she just w went through time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's still possible, but uh, it's looking less likely for sure than it w did last week. I mean, and then it was kind of funny because it seemed like what the way we were treating her last week is the way the pilot was treating her through this whole episode with that kind of whole idea of her being the leader of this whole group. Uh, and then our f kind of... Um, the cliffhanger of this episode, I guess? Right. Pilot flies into the storm, which we mentioned. Could be... Time portal could not be. And then the real cliffhanger was Cal... Uh, it looks like has been kidnapped. It's looking like Autumn... Uh, told the general about his drawings, and then they kidnapped the kid at the end of the show, right? Yes. That's what I, uh, it looked like. It was a good cliffhanger, though. I will give it... Uh, that's the best thing about this episode. But other than that, it was just totally uninteresting. Well, I, and, I actually and... like the plane thing better than I like the the cow part of the cliffhanger. I thought the the mm. whether the plane went forward in time or whether it got blown up um, is more interesting to me. And they did show the scene or the uh, news report in it that kind of showed that peop they were searching for the wreckage and they couldn't find any of the plane. So it, in a, it kind of... Seems like maybe they did go forward in time, but we don't know. So, to me, the unknown is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you think we will hear more about this? Oh, yeah. I would assume at uh, maybe the end of the season or... Be, uh, well, at the end of the season, we'll probably get something about, you know, five years later, and it shows her and the pilot uh, in the future... And then that'll that might even be a good cliffhanger to go into the next season. To be honest. Mm -hmm. So Luke, uh, I hope you watched this. Did you watch the passage this week? I did watch the passage. What did you think about the passage? Well, it wasn't as bad as something else I w watched this week, but it was pretty bad. Um, it's pretty bad. It's a uh, narration, the TV show. Like, it's the entire time there's it's being narrated to tell you what's going on oh, by this little girl. I hate, I hate when they do that. Uh, so irritating. I, I wrote on the Facebook group that uh, 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 the passage made me like Manifest better, and that's not a good thing. Uh, I was so disappointed in this. Like, I had this so high on my list of most anticipated shows, and I fucked it up. Well, one thing is about... One thing about the show is they've... Uh, it done the thing where they told us what's going to happen, because we know this. what's going to happen to this little girl. They already told us mm -hmm. this is going to happen to this little girl, like, in the show. Like, mm -hmm. they told us... This is going to happen. But in the first episode, you never even get close to the to her getting infected, which is what's going to happen, right? Like, they already mm -hmm. told you that's going to happen, but 
so we know it's going to happen. We're just waiting for that to happen. And I don't like, I hate it when they do that in shows. I'd rather it be like, I'm wait or I'm, I'm, it's building up, building up, building up. And then it happens. And I'm surprised that it happens. Don't tell me at the beginning. And then, uh, and, and then I have to wait for it. I, I, it's less exciting that way to me, but, uh, I don't like the, I don't like the interaction between the guy and the little girl. It seems disingenuous to me. And that's that's such a focal part of the <laughs> fucking uh, story in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the most important thing in in the book is this link between that man and the child. And and here in the TV show, it looks like they have no care about each other at all. And they're supposed to have this like lowering, like they they fucked up the book uh, tremendously from the beginning. Like this story about this little girl, this girl is a totally different, has a totally different backstory of in the book that is <coughs> incredibly important for the plot. It's incredibly important for the plot, and I have no idea how. They're going to bring that backstory back again, other than flashbacks. And I hate flashbacks. Like, what, what they did with one of my f- favorite uh, uh, book series. Like, I, I, I've, uh, this is, mm, uh, this part of the book is maybe like 30% of the book, this first episode. So they crammed a lot of information in to one episode. So I'm thinking there's three books. Is the whole series all those three books? And, and if it is that, they're doing something fucking strange and I don't like it. Okay. Are you going to keep watching? Um, well, I, I am two episodes and out, so I guess I will watch another episode. And see how you feel. But, right. I, I gave this two and a half stars look. Oh, I gave it five. I thought something else yeah, was but... way worse this week than that, but I mean uh yeah, it was pretty bad. I gave it a five. I thought it was super average for like a TV show, to be honest. Uh what's the ba- worst thing you watched this week, Roswell in New Mexico? <laughs> By any chance? It was one of the wor- one one of the things that was worse this week. Uh, did you watch this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this show was awful. <laughs> this I did give a two point five to Fro. This one, so I don't know yeah. what you're gonna yeah. give it because you gave the other one a two point five. So I don't know where you go from here. I guess you go down, but uh, maybe not. I maybe you liked it more than me. Book. You what? I love I love the book though. The passage is based on so. My 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 feelings is a little tainted, little right? You, tainted you're not being as objective as you could be. Sure, okay. No, um, no. the one, but Roswell, New Mexico, right? Uh, this is the cheesiest garbage I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it's right next to uh, Riverdale as oh, bad so character weird, yeah. as far as bad character development goes. Uh, yeah. the music is the thing that's the probably the worst part of this whole show. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they do these huge, long, like what, four-minute musical interludes in the, in the middle of the show multiple times, and the music is this just sappy uh, alternative rock garbage. That's just the worst kind of music ever. Yeah, 
it's it's pretty bad. Look, it is pretty bad. But uh, I think I think the, one of my. Uh, what did you think about the main actress? She's cute. Oh, I mean, she's all right. Uh, she uh, is she the best part of the show? The blonde sister might be like another kind of best part of the show, I guess. Uh, as far as actors go, everybody else is pretty bad, actually. Uh, I mean, the main actress, she she's a good actor, or the the main character, she's a good actress, but she, I don't think she fills the character very well. Uh, did you watch the the masks the singers week? No, I'm done. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't watch it. Uh, it was Rabbit versus Alien, uh, Raven versus Pineapple, Poodle versus Bee, and uh, who was revealed? Tommy Chong was revealed this week. <coughs> wow, Tommy Chong can't sing. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess. <coughs> and and if you watch this week's episode, it's so clearly. The judges knows who's behind it, because someone guesses uh, that it's Tommy Chung. Right. Okay. After, after, but, after. But was there just puffs of smoke coming out of the big fake head, and that kind of gave him <laughs> away? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Uh, and but I will keep you informed uh, who's uh, under the mask every week. Look, so you don't have to watch it. Okay, I mean, uh, right, I'm not expecting anybody, any giant celebrities uh, to come out of the woodwork for this TV show, to be honest. I mean, just based on who the host is and who the judges are as far as celebrity status goes, I'm not expecting any of the contestants to be any higher as far as celebrity status than they are. You know what I mean? And I don't think any of those judges or the Nick Cannon are really um, a... a a-level celebrities, you know what I'm saying, Frobe? Are you saying that Tommy Chung is not an A-celebrity? He was in the 70s, maybe. <laughs> like, the late 60s. <laughs> not, not really now. Uh, what did you think about this week's uh, episode of Project Look? I haven't seen it yet. It wasn't up when I went to bed huh? last night, so I haven't oh, seen it okay. yet. But I did realize, last week, we were... We thought we... What I thought I was getting into was Project Blue Beam... And that's the thing we covered on the show. Project Blue Book mm. is something completely different that has to do with aliens, uh, believe it or not. So that's why I was confused last week. But mm. celebrities, Fro. We should get into celebrities and Celebrity Big Brother. Well, yes. Let's talk about Celebrity Big Brother because we have some casting news. Right. Celebrity Big Brother is going to be on cast. Monday of next week. So they've released the cast, right? Mm-hmm. We have uh, Lolo jo jo Jones, and she's uh, competed in uh, both Winter and sum Summer Olympics uh, in uh, the 100-meter hurdles. Uh, I have never seen her before. She looks have like you? that uh, one conservative uh, actress. Who am I yes. thinking? That was in yes. Clueless, the movie Clueless. Yes. She yes, looks ex yes, yes. almost identical in the face and everything. She's, you know, very yes. attractive lady. Um, hopefully she's good yeah. good content for the show. Uh, next we got uh, a guy named Kato Kalen. 
that everybody might have heard of from the OJ murder case, of course. He was also apparently in Celebrity Boot Camp and something called Sunset Tan. Okay. Yeah, never heard of him. Next one is Joey Lawrence. Whoa. And he's, uh, yes, uh, he's most known for his uh, roles in Blossom, Brotherly Love, and Melissa Joey in 2016. He also competed in Dancing with the Stars. But he's mostly known for saying, whoa. Be sure to put that Whoa. in. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to one and read the description because the description basically says she's nothing, but we'll get there. Ryan Lochte, uh, another um, uh, Olympic uh, athlete, uh, swimmer, and all-around um, all kind of douchey guy, as far as I know, but maybe he's changed his ways, and we'll see in the show. Yes. Uh, next one they have uh, gotten is the Diana Lohan. The manager and parents of Lindsay Lohan, and she is also the mom of uh, Michael Jr., Alina, and Dakota. She's gone through her share of con- uh, controversy in the in the years that uh, Lindsay Lohan's been around, and then somebody that if you uh, <laughs> if you watch if you listen to the show because you came over yeah. from listening to us talk about wrestling, which we don't really ever talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. Natalie Eva Marie, also known as Natalie Marie Cole, former pro, former pro wrestler. She competed from 2013 to 2017 in WWE. That's her whole bio. So basically she's, no, she- she's nobody. Did she, did she though? <laughs> did she compete? Right. That's a good question. Uh, she was, she was on Total Divas. Is that count as competing? Yeah. I guess it's competing against the Bellas, Bella Twins. I guess so. Uh, next one is Antonio Scaramucci. 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 I'm surprised we didn't. I didn't hear more about this in like on the news on like MSNBC or CNN. I didn't hear any of this on there. There, you think that they would be talking all about this, but. And he's uh, known by the nickname Mooch, and he served as a, a White House uh, Director of Communications for 10 days woo-hoo, in 2017 under President Donald Trump. I, and he yeah. has written a lot of books. I know, this is definitely going to be the first big uh, controversy of the season. I already see somebody um, getting into it with this guy about Trump, right? And hmm, yes. who do you think is going to be the person out of this cast that... Eva Marie. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. we... Actually, Fro, the thing, for some reason, it redirected us. You have to go and click back to the top. Because this list okay. that we're looking at doesn't have all the people, believe it or not. Really? Okay. Hit back to I the... That, it says back to the top. Sorry, everybody. But I'll continue. Uh, see the ones at the top there that weren't on the list? Ricky Williams. Yeah, go ahead and do that one, and then I'll do the other ones that are on this other list. Okay, I don't see where... I don't understand. Where do I click? Uh, just continue with Ricky Williams, and then we'll... we'll okay. Yeah. Ricky Williams, uh, he is a former NFL player. Never heard of him during his... At 12 year of career, he played for the New Orleans Saints, Miami Dolphins, and Baltimore Ravens. He's, He's definitely our, our old guy. Like, every Big Brother yeah. season has to have the kind of the old fa- old guy fatherly figure. And this definitely that for this cast. So go to the top of the uh, 
article fro and right under the first person it says back to the top and it'll actually redirect you to another thing and here we have because that was only that oh. wasn't 10 people because there's t it's supposed to be 10 people and i was like there's not this isn't 10 people last year there was 11 remember but it was only because they added omarosa at the very last minute last year they okay, had 11 now i see it okay now, right now, now, now i see it okay next one is jonathan bennett talk about him uh Aaron, he was best known for his role in Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls. Uh, he was on Dancing with the Stars in 2015, and he hosted Cake Wars. All right. Yeah. Next one is uh, <coughs> Tamar Brexton. Uh, in 1990, Brexton founded the R&B singing group The Brexton with her sisters. Uh she became the host of The Real from 2013 to 2016 and stars in TV's The Braxton Family Values. Never heard of her or anything. Uh, Candy Burris. Is that how you say it? Burris? Yeah, Burris. Uh, after being yeah. a member of the group Xscape. Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Uh, she went on to win a Grammy Award for writing TLC's hit song, No Scrubs. Wow, she wrote that. Okay. Uh, in 2009, the 42... Oh, she was in The Real wi the real Housewives of Atlanta. And this, is this mm. I think, is the last one, the next one, Fro. So, and I, this one I'm actually kind of excited for. Tom Green, yeah. I love Tom Green. Uh, uh, at 47, the comedian rose to fame in 94 when he had the Tom Green's show. Love the Tom Green show. That was a really cool show. Premiered in local Canada at MTV. Uh, his shock value jokes landed him many times. Uh, and he was also married to Drew Barrymore from 2001 to 2002. Long marriage there. Not, yeah, not really a long marriage, but... But yeah, Celebrity Big Brother cast, what do you think? I can't wait. This is a good cast. This is a really good cast. Yeah, we never we never said who we thought uh, was going to get into it with Anthony Scaramucci. Who are you thinking here out of all out of everybody? Oh, I said Eva Marie. Oh, Eva Marie. Okay, I'm. I was thinking, Cato Kalin might be the one to kind of. I don't know. I just have a feeling he's kind of outspoken mm. and he might want to get into that guy with it. He's also kind of um. He's older, so he's going to feel like he's. Uh, got something to prove over everybody else. I just feel like Kato Kalin might be it. I guess we'll see. It's going to be somebody. We know what's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, we discussed this uh, before this week, but we totally agree on who we want to go out first because that is Eva Marie. <laughs> Both of us hate her. <laughs> she's just got zero personality. She's like a robot. She's not going to be exciting in the house. I already know that because she's just, she's nothing. You know what I mean? She's just a blank slate person. She's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just have no desire to see her in there. I mean, we've seen her in other reality shows, so we know how she's going to be in a reality show. That's not a question. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we know she's going to be bad. But I asked you, who do you think is going to win? And I said, I think... Funny enough, Kato Caitlin would win. And what did you say, Dan? Oh, I don't even remember. What did I say? <laughs> you said, yes, he used to live in 
in other people's Oh, face. right. <laughs> Nobody could understand that because you were laughing, but I did. I wrote back, well, he does have a distinct advantage because he, he's used to living in other people's houses. Right. That's, that's mean, and it's a reference to things that people that are like, that were born in the 90s won't even know what I'm talking about. But it's funny to know, I laugh. <laughs> Uh, but who who do you see can win off this people without knowing anything? I, I don't know. I think Tom Green has a, a very good chance. He's a really nice guy. He's a good character as far as like uh, gameplay. I don't think any anybody's. I think he's going to get along with everybody, and I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to be one of those people that goes under the radar. You know what I mean? So I think he has a good chance. So I, I'm going to say Tom Green. Oh. Uh, anything else you watched this week? I actually did. Uh, well, one thing, Grace Under Fire has tons of references to the OJ trial, because this show was on while that, like, right after that happened. So I'm in season four, and there was, like, a baby through season one through three. And then in season four, I looked at this kid that's grown up over these four seasons, and I went, wait a second, that's Zack and Cody from The Sweet Life, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's they used it as a twin. It was just like the Full full House thing, uh, except for right. on, on this show. Uh, Zack and Cody play one kid on Grace Under Fire, but yeah. Uh, he grew up on that show. Yeah, it's always funny to see, like, uh, you know, actors who grew up... Uh, I, I guess they haven't really been in, the, in like, the public spotlight in a while, though, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched that got added to Netflix that I think started in January of last year, but I think they're coming out with new episodes soon, was Conan Without Borders. Did you ever see that? No. They just added this to Netflix. It's a Conan O'Brien uh, travel show where he travels to different countries and just, you know, screws around like, like, like Conan O'Brien on the Conan O'Brien show when he does, like, segments out of the studio, uh, except they're hour-long, like, travel shows where he goes to Korea and Mexico and, you know, different places, um, and it's very funny. I really liked it. I'd recommend it to you, Fro. Started in January last year, so it's a year old, but it's still fun. And the last thing I saw was a show called Fam. Yep, I did as well. Uh, do we need to talk about it? You go ahead and say, say what you thought of it first, bro. Uh, it is one of the worst shows I have ever seen in my entire life. Why did you have this on your list of the most anticipated? It was on my uh, honorable mentions. It wasn't in my top five, but uh, oh. no, the other were the other two were Passage and Roswell were both on my top right. five. And those yeah. both were, I mean, Passage, I thought I gave it a 5. Roswell, I gave it 2.5. Fam, I actually gave this a 3. I thought it was a half a point better than Roswell, New Mexico. What do you think about that, Fro? Was it better than Roswell? Um, it was shorter, yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah, well, it was shorter. I will give you that. Uh, there were uh, a couple chuckles in it. I mean, it's a sitcom, very classic American sitcom with the laugh track and everything. Um, mm, mm. So, you know, I, I, you got to kind of like, it's not, uh, it's not going to be the leftovers. It's going to be an American sitcom. No. So, giving it that, I still gave it a three. So it's not a good show. I'm not saying that, but no. it's a it's normal American sitcom. It's nothing like weird or 
uh, creepy about it or like anything really interesting to say, but it is, I'll probably keep watching it just because it's kind of stupid and fun and easy to watch. That's why I'd watch it. Oh, it's definitely an easy watch. Uh, the thing is, like, I, I had this as a uh, set two, but I, I, I guess, uh, is it better than Roswell? Yeah, I would I would rather watch Pam than Roswell one more time. Right, we should say so, what Pham's about. It's a sitcom about this woman who's getting married, but she lied to mm-hmm. her husband about her dad. I don't know why, because her dad's kind of a jerk. She said her dad was dead. <laughs> But yeah. we meet her dad, and he's really not all that bad of a guy, to be honest. Uh, so no. to me, I don't know if you felt this way, Fro, but I hated the main character in this first episode because yeah. she seemed like a oh, real definitely. horrible person that just like yeah. almost disowned her dad for just being for him, just nothing. being himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that's one of my main complaints about this show is like showing, showing like if you're going to have a main person that is like. Oh, it's so bad for me because I had it so bad. Then you need to show that she actually had it that bad. And when it sh- shows up that he, her dad is kind of okay, I was like, whoa. <laughs> right, you were expecting her him to like like her to find him in like the in a dumpster, like sleeping in a dumpster, <laughs> yeah. like with a big yeah. bottle of tequila yeah. or something. But he's like, she, the first time you see him, he's at work, and you're like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> this is not the person I was expecting to meet. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I, I, okay, I will give it a three. I will, I will join you, I will join you on the two, because I would g- give Roswell a 2.5 as well. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, that's where I, where I landed. I guess the only other thing, uh, Magnum P.I. and the Connors came back this week from hiatus, and uh, I had fun with them, so there you go. Uh, let's go into the main topic mm-hmm. of this week. We're going to talk of one of my, uh, so far, most in- interesting topics because I thought we were going to talk about something, but it's definitely not what we're going to talk about. Tell us a little about Common Sense Media, Luke. What are they? Okay, I'm... I- uh right i'm confused as to what you thought we were going to talk about now after you just said that sentence um well i mean i thought we were going to talk about oh common sense media oh it's just a company that wants people to act in a in the place but when you look underneath the hood it's right. it's it's a little uh more republican propaganda machine than <laughs> Except it's not. That's the part we found out. It's not Republican yeah. at all. It's the opposite. Right. But it is it is conservative. But it's Democrat, right? Is that what it right. kind of seems like? Okay, let's get into yep. it. Common Sense Media, nonprofit organization that provides education and advocacy to families to pr- promote safe technology and media to children. Founded by Jim Steyer in 2003, uh, Common Sense Media reviews books, movies, TV shows video games, apps, music, and websites, so basically everything, uh, and rates them in terms of age-appropriate educational content, positive messages and role models, violence, sex, and profanity, and more for parents making media choices for their kids. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it has also developed a set of ratings that are intended to gauge the educational value of videos, video games, uh, and apps. The nonprofit Learning Ratings attempt to assess the different types of learning qualities within various forms of media. That is convoluted sounding, but they just they rate things on different scales, and we'll get into what those scales are in a minute. Yeah, because uh, that's uh, I need I need to talk a little about be, be, what why I chose this and wanted to talk about this. Like we we had we have had common sense media in uh, our uh, movie reviews, and we we like we we have like really quickly just looked looked on their website, and we 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 were like, oh, this looks like a Republican think tank more or less uh and the first thing for example if you click into commonsensemedia.org today you get a message pause and think teen voices sexting relationship and risks middle school kids face a digital dilemmas every day watch real kids talk about sexting and find out how common sense media uh, can help kids, teachers, and family navigate this tricky new world here. And I was like, okay, this sounds like such a Republican propaganda machine. That's <laughs> what it sounds like in my head. All right. But uh, we got a little into this. I guess, uh, where do we want to go from here? Uh, right, so, I mean, the real reason we covered it is because we talked about it in the movie reviews and we were always like what the hell is this we have no idea what it is so we went out and found out what it is that's really what it comes down to uh i guess Definitely. where do, where should we go from here do you want to continue on the common sense media thing or do you want to go to like the ceo or where do we yeah, want to go here we, we should look into the ceo uh, next Okay, let's yeah. do that next, and then we'll go back to that first page. All right, uh, like we like because I said before. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Uh, Jim Steyer is the uh, CEO of this and creator of Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, American child advocate, civil rights attorney, professor, and author, best known for founding Common Sense Media, and like it says, uh, let's go to career. Really quick, uh, he was a professor at Stanford University in political science, education, civil rights, and civil liberties for 28 years. Here we go. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, so this was bef- obviously before this website, but he authored two books. The Other Parent, The Inside Story of the Media's Effect on Our Children, which focuses on the effects certain media and government regulators have on our children, and... Talking Back to Facebook, A Common Sense Guide to Raising Kids in the Digital Age. Mm. Now it gets even more interesting. His former students uh, from Stanford include Cory Booker, who is mm-hmm. a guy who's very clearly going to run for president in 2020. Susan Rice, National yeah. Security Advisor. Chelsea Clinton, mm-hmm. who he raved was such a star student that he hired her as a teaching assistant and research aide. Wow. So that we're, this isn't the first time yeah. we're going to get into uh, his connections to the Clintons, because if we go down here, uh, mm-hmm. 
2012, the Department of Education and FCC recruited Steyer as the chairman of the leading education by Advancing Digital Commission, uh, which enhances digital services and curriculums in schools. Steyer also partnered with Hillary Clinton in the Too Small to Fail initiative. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, Steyer also is a a partner on... uh uh, on that initiative, we, we have, should we talk a little about uh, that initiative? If you to want small to, to fall? yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, because uh, I I I needed to to go to go there, and uh, uh, their web address is too small dot org, uh, and uh, we we have had this as one of our, our topics before, haven't we? When I went to this website, I was like, doesn't this look really common? I don't remember doing that as a main topic. Not main topic, but I think we talked about it, yeah. Mm, Okay. But uh, their their website is really, like, uh, focusing (laughs) on on, on kids stuff uh, as well. So there's clearly... um, in my eyes, a link between to small to fall and uh, common sense media in the approach uh, to kids. Would you agree to that? Oh, definitely. Uh, yes. It also says here uh, in 2016, Steyer launched the Common Sense Kids campaign. Right, 2016, mm-hmm. you know, campaign year. Uh, the Common Sense Kid campaign through Common Sense Media created a mass army for kids. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By focusing on children's issues in the political field. They created a mass army of kids, apparently, Fro. That sounds kind of nefarious in a way. So let's get yeah. into Common Sense Media down here. He founded it in 2003 yes. with Liz Pearl, uh, focused mm-hmm. on the effects that it, media and technology has on young users. Uh, Steyer describes the gr- group as nutritional labeling of media. Nutritional. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Common Sense Media distributes its content to more than 90 million U.S. homes uh, with mm-hmm. partnerships with Comcast, Time Warner, Cable, DirecTV, NBC Universal, Netflix, Best Buy, Google, Yahoo, AOL, Yuff- Huffington Post, <gasps> Fandango, Trend Micro, Verizon, uh, Ro- Wire- oh, Verizon Foundation, Nickelodeon, and many more. Holy crap. So mm-hmm. they're connected to all these media companies and seemingly also connected to the government but we'll get more into that in a second but one reason yes. uh well one thing they're ha- they're definitely focused on in pol- as far as politics and especially probably the reason they created this thing that we just mentioned the um what was it called kids uh common sense kids it, campaign to create a yeah, mass army yeah. of kids focused on political issues is because mm-hmm. of his brother who was a guy named Tom Steyer who, if you watch the news, you've probably seen him. Literally, I sent this article that I sent to Fro uh, at night, and I sent you the article and saying, oh, you got to yeah. check this guy out. This is the brother of the CEO of this uh, nonprofit mm-hmm. organization. And mm-hmm. the next day, I woke up, and the first thing I did was saw him on MSNBC. He was on. He was <laughs> being interviewed when I woke. The very first thing I saw when I woke up. But yeah. uh, Tom Steyer is a billionaire investor and Democratic act. act activist uh 
he told people on last Wednesday, so uh, right after we did the show last week, that he is not going to run for uh, the White House in 2020, instead focusing on calling for Donald Trump's impeachment. He spent $50 million on need to in- the need to impeach campaign and spent $40 million more this year uh, on an event in Des Moines it, uh, that the impeach question has reached an inflection point. Uh, giving Democrats have taken major control of the House. So this guy mm-hmm. is a billionaire philanthropist um, who is very involved in politics, I guess is, is w- what the important part of this is. So his brother, these are not, these are wealthy, wealthy people that we're dealing with. Mi- billionaires. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, advocacy uh, reached uh, tens of millions of parents uh, a month in article reviews and advice columns. Common Sense Media helps parents and their children to identify content that could be harmful to younger audience. There are more than a hundred million members. No, one, 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 one million, million yeah. members. Sorry, uh, participating in uh, discussions and community. In their education uh, program for students and parents uh, are used in more than 7,000... Uh, 75,000. Right. 75,000 schools across the United States. Common Sense Media played a major role in the passage of California law restricting the sale of violent video game, uh, but was uh, struck down by the Supreme Court. Okay, this um, is what, this next part is really weird. Do you want, are you going to read it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, tell me a little about what happened in 2012 and 2016. Right, okay. In 2012, a feature-length documentary, Bully, was released into AMC theaters uh, with a pause 13-plus rating designed by Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. So. Let me go back to to something we haven't mentioned here. They created this whole rating system and everything to, like, Mm -hmm. tell parents uh, about video games and um, movies and everything. When movies, video games, and TV shows already have a rating system. Yep. And they created another rating system. Yes, and we will talk about that rating system a little later because that rating system is... Um, they are uh, kind of hypocrites in many right. times, and so we will talk about that. This they created this pause thirteen plus rating, and they, mm-hmm. they designed Common Sense Media designed it, and they put this movie in AMC theaters. The film had previously had an R rating by the MPAA. Under the mm-hmm. new reading, AMC theaters allowed entrance to viewers under seventeen, provided they had a signed permission slip. Like you can't fake that. Uh, yeah. Two thousand sixteen, Steyer led Common Sense. Uh, to launch common sense legislation, legislative ratings in an effort to publicize legislation bills that would help children and expose bills that harm them. So, you know, all the kids going there to check out the legislation on their website from. Kids love legislation. They just love it. This is what is so fucking strange in my mind. They have a very clear, what I would call... Uh, Christian propaganda kind of uh, tone and kind of Republican tone through all things they do and they are Democrats it's so it's so weird it's one of the things that have baffled me this week 
looking into this, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you're not Republicans? <laughs> it's like, I don't, I, I like, it sounds it sounds like some some Republican propaganda, but it's Democrats. I, it's so weird. We oh, I a hundred percent thought when we got into this this was going to be a some kind of Republican run thing. But yes, it, yeah. The thing is, everything has switched around. Where when we were kids, fro, uh, Christian people were burning books, right? And now that oh. we've grown up, Democrats are trying to burn the internet. And burn movies and burn books and or you know this at least this guy is it seems like that's kind of the point here is like it's a it's almost a burn the burn the movies kind of thing it's like right. can't wa don't watch that just act like it doesn't exist that kind of thing. So uh, let's go to oh I wanted media. one thing oh. yeah we'll go to the uh, website real quick when but if you go to the common sense media uh, wiki and you go to genre. Uh, mm. Under there, the very first—it's a nonprofit organization. But the very first thing, as far as what kind of nonprofit organization it is, lobbying, fro, yeah. lobbying yeah. research, consumer advice, parenting, and education. Consumer advice yeah. is the third one. <laughs> lobbying yeah. is the first one, by the way. Yeah. This this see it acts like it's a advocacy group for kids, but it's much yep. more involved and connected with the government. And with, as we just mentioned, all these media corporations than I thought mm -hmm. it was to begin with. So, let's go to Common Sense Media. Okay. Uh, it's commonsensemedia.org. Uh, let's go to About Us and let's go to Our Mission. Okay. Uh, and uh, here we, we have the three main things, uh, but uh, let's read a little. Common Sense Media is a leading non-profit organization dedicating to help kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but what is a little interesting is uh, they have their uh, three main um, groups, and one is called Common Sense Media, and that's uh, the main group that's uh, like offer. Uh, it was the first one they found it, so it's like the right. umbrella group, right? Right. Then they have common sense education, and then uh, that is uh, digital literature and citizen programship and things like that. And then they have uh, what we talked about: common sense kids action, uh, and that is what works with policymakers, business leaders, and other advocates across right. the nations. Uh, but I want you to read where it says, we believe in sanity, not censorship. Okay. Uh, achieving a healthy approach to media and technology can make a difference in kids' lives today. Kids who learn to use digital media wisely can accomplish amazing things, learn new skills, explore new worlds, build new ideas, and change the world. See, I feel like you shouldn't have said world twice in that like that, but yet every kid has different needs. As parents and educators, we know our kids best, okay? Common sense is here to help. We can steer your kids away from things that are developmentally inappropriate and help you find <laughs> hidden gems that are right for your families and your kids, okay? Yeah, that last sentence there is what I love the most. We can help you stare your kids away from developmentally in uh, inappropriate. What the fuck right. is that? Yeah. What is that? I think they're saying that uh, <laughs> video games and TV will mess up the development of your child. That's what they're saying. That is 
exactly what they are saying. Okay, then it says learn about our ten beliefs. <sighs> so I definitely we're going to the ten beliefs. Okay, I'm I'm there already. Yeah. Uh, number one, we believe in media sanity, not censorship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The media. We believe the media has truly become the other parent in our kids' lives, powerfully affecting their social, emotional, and cognitive and physical development. How would media change their physical development? <laughs> I guess if they never went outside, it could. Never outside, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we believe in, uh, in teaching our kids to be savvy, respectful, and responsible media users. We can't cover their eyes, but we can't. But we can teach them to see. They're. They're going to make woke kids, is what they're saying. Uh, have the choice and voice about the media our kids consume and create. Every every family is different, but we all need to make informed choices. Let's see. Uh, we They believe that the price of, of free and open media is a bit of work for families. Pe uh, parents need to know about the media their kids use. Uh, we believe that through informed decision-making, we can improve the media landscape. We believe appropriate reg regulations about right time, right place, and right manner exist. They need to be upheld by our elected and appointed officials. What does that mean? It means, more or less, we want uh, the government to tell you what's in appropriate or not. Right. We believe in age-appropriate media that, and that the media industry needs to act responsibly as it creates and markets content for each different audience. We believe rating systems should be independent and transparent for all media, and we believe diversity of programming and media ownership. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I kind of agree with all those, most of those things at least. I mean, but it's nothing. Yeah. But the thing is, what they're saying and what they're actually doing are two different things. Oh, definitely. Because uh, it's 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 pretty. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. I mean, we we we. I guess we 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 can go into it now um, uh, because there's something called uh, rotten websites. Oh, I want to read something this? before we move to oh. a different website. There's one thing I wanted to read here. It's actually still on our our mission. It says, kids today spend over 50 hours of screen time every week. Uh, the media content they consume and create has profound impact on their social, emotional, cognitive, and physical development. Learning how to use media and technology wisely is an essential skill for life and learning in the 21st century. Uh, but parents, teachers, and policymakers struggle to keep up with rapidly changing digital world. Now, more than ever, they need a trusted guide to help them navigate through a world where change is the only constant. That's their real mission right there, bro. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's move on to the rotten yeah, websites. Yeah, because what is uh, this? How did you find us? Uh, it's a site that uh, goes through different other websites, uh, specifically when they may be crooked or have... Uh, slanted biased or are generally um, controversial online. This is definitely a controversial website, Common Sense Media. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, and I, I, I had so much. Uh, they have uh, 15 points of uh, why it's a rotten website. Uh, we're not going to go through that. 
But uh, 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 one of the things they say is it's like IGN. Uh, it's time slaves for EA and Activision. For instance, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 was given 3 out of 5 common sense media. Uh, also, automatically given any Call of Duty game and Star Wars Battlefront 2 4 out of 5. Uh, the 2016 Ghostbuster game <laughs> that was horrendous gotten a 3 out of 5 uh, from Common Sense Media. Uh, <laughs> right, because uh, yeah. they base a lot of their stuff off of... Right, we sh actually, we'll go back to that in a second, but they base a lot of their stuff off of... It's not the quality of the movie. It's like the message and the... Uh, the violence and things like that right so mm -hmm. uh, um, we should actually go back and talk about that so let's i'm going to go back to you keep on this website and i'm going to go back to common sense media real quick sure uh it's it tries really hard to force lessons into anything and it seems to believe that uh, everything will influence kids for instance uh it has given a christmas story five out of five because ralphie learned his lesson on swearing. It also gave an Home Alone 4 out of 5 because it shows that it can be fine Home Alone. It shows that violence is a good way to solve problems. In reality, it's a bad idea to leave one child behind going on vacation and additionally if burgers breaks into your house, call the police! Right. I can't believe that. They say... <laughs> Violence is a good way to solve problems. Uh, right. They gave yeah. Toddlers and Tears 2.2 2 out of 5. Right. That's... Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I just went to a random one. I, well, I went to Bird Box. So I'm on Common Sense Media, and I'm looking at the Bird Box review. Right? Okay. So what do they... How do they rate this? They rate it on positive message, positive role models and representation, violence, sex, consumerism, language, as in bad, you know, uh, foul language, mm -hmm. drinking s drugs and smoking. And they're all, all these things are on a five point scale. And then they take these five point scales and they use that to come up with their one out of five. So Bird Box right. has a two out of five for positive messages, but it says demonstrates the power of parental commitment and bravery in the face of monstrous evil. Humanity has the potential to survive. But it gave it a two out of five for yeah. positive messages. So it's saying one thing, <laughs> doing another. Right, and uh, then it says positive role models and representation. Uh, it got four out of five. Okay, heroine is loyal, courageous, compassionate, and preserves. Backstory shows her evolution as formidable, loving par parent. Ethnic diversity throughout. So it's not just all white people, is what they're saying. Uh, they also seem to think that insults, words, exclamation, and potty words such as stupid, dumb, jerk, oop, idiot, shut up, da damn it, and even heck counts as profanity. That I like. But, uh, uh write, uh, read, uh, point eight. Point eight is my, one of my favorite points on this list. Uh, they're hypocrites. Uh, Doom Three was given a one out of five because the uh, because of the game not being appropriate for children. Uh, yet they gave 
yet they give every Grand Theft Auto game a 4 out of 5, or even a 5 out of 5. Even Dead, Dead Space 2 got a perfect 5. Okay. Yeah. So, how does Grand Theft Auto get a moral score of 5 out of 5? Right. So, how I is mean, that possible? Because they're not basing, like, Okay, when you do a review of a, a movie or something, and we do a review and we give it, we try to be, we try to base it on the quality of the filmmaking, the acting, and the storyline and everything like that. Nowhere in their rating system is storyline. Nowhere in their rating system is acting or um, production value or anything like that. Uh, that is not what they're rating. They are rating positive message, positive role models, uh, they're rating whether it has uh, representation ethnically, it, it's diverse, that was something they mentioned. They, Like you said, mm. it's basing, does it have uh, bad words in it? Does it not have bad words in it? Does it show people um, even potentially having sex? Is alcohol consumed at all, ever? These are the so things that it's rated off of. They're not rating it off of whether it's a good or bad movie. That's misleading I, when we do, especially when we do reviews, we look at, I, I do, I look at the um, the breakdown, and we, yeah. it's on Google. You look at it, and it says, uh, it, it goes uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and then right next to that, it says, uh, IMDB score, and then right next to that it says Common Sense Media, like they're the same kind of score, right? But they're not the same kind of score because Common Sense Media isn't scoring whether it's a good or bad movie, video game, or TV show. It's scoring whether it's politically correct or not is really what it is. But, and, and, and um, such uncorrect game as as uh, as uh, um, uh, as uh, Grand Theft Auto shouldn't get a high score. Uh, a high, uh, they should get, have given uh, uh, a low score according to their own judgments. Right, so but then it when... comes into the question whether they're getting paid off by certain groups because we just mentioned they're working with all these groups. Um... It's a non-profit, but are they, where are they getting donations from? And are those donations affecting how they rate things? That's a, that's questionable, but I did find all their, uh, all their information as far as how much money they make and everything else. If you want to go there for Mm-hmm. So we're going to charity navigator. Uh, you're going to want to go down all the way to income statement 2016. So this is their. The end of the year statement from 2016, December. Uh, contributions, gifts, and grants. This is, you know, given to uh, money given to them. Uh, almost a million dollars. They made a million dollars doing fundraising events. Uh, and government grants. They only got sixty thousand dollars actually, so not mu- much from the government. Total contributions, ten million. Uh, almost eleven million, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but and then so what does that mean right total revenue that they brought in 18 uh, 18 and a half million uh, so they made around 20 million they brought in around 20 million 
expenses wise, total functional expenses, twenty two million. So they mm. they lost almost two million, uh, which is actually three point five. Three point five, yeah. Oh right, okay, three point five million. So in a way, it does that is a good thing for them as far as a nonprofit goes. They aren't yeah. taking money. They're not being crooked, at least according to their uh, breakdown. The Jim uh, Jim Steyer, the CEO, is making made that year only half a million dollars, like four hundred and fifty million or four hundred and fifty thousand. Sorry, not million, mm-hmm. which isn't it's. It's not bad, actually, compared to, like, Susan G. Komen, which is millions of dollars that the CEO is making there. Uh, This isn't as bad. Um, Oh, they gave an overall score of 93 uh, with a 5 out of 5 rating as far as a charity goes on charitynavigator.org. So as far as that, as far as their charitability goes, it is, um, they are doing stuff for the community. They are... doing stuff but what is that stuff one of the things they're doing is they're making this media like we mentioned for these schools and they're uh, this stuff is being used to be taught in school yeah and that is uh uh, and we we don't have access to (laughs) anything from them so oh yeah we do if you go to they have a youtube page fro go common sense media youtube uh there's nothing I didn't yeah, add it to our thing. Me, you showed you showed me a YouTube video. I I watched that. Okay. Uh, the I mean, if you go to their YouTube page, uh, it's all movie reviews. So Roma, they posted three hours ago. They did a it's called one minute movie review or whatever, and it just says, basically, it's just uh them reading what their website says as far as the ratings they have for it and whether it's good for kids or not. And that's what really this is all about is like supposed to be whether this is good for kids or not but there this is the the problem with it is mixing it in with the imdb and rotten tomatoes and other scores and acting yeah. like it is a real score for the quality of a movie which it's not yeah. that's not what it's scoring no, it's that's the not. issue here yeah and the influence from government uh government sources clearly and the influence being brought in by these major media conglomerates that have their that are definitely giving money to this thing are they affecting mm. the scores being put out are they like like we said with grand theft auto uh, and then we, i looked into it more and i found this one weird video fro that i sent you from mm. that was actually from the kids side the, the common sense kids and it was like this weird alien creature and i'm like this is yeah. a freaking strange video and it's mm-hmm. got this voice voiceover and I'm, but I had just looked up like common sense media online, so or on YouTube. So I went back to the YouTube and I'm watching more, and I find this one from uh, a, the Attorney General of Michigan, mm-hmm. and it says common sense media. So I go, okay, this is weird. And it was from five years ago. The other one, the other one with the alien was only f- less than a year ago. So less you know, than a year ago. right? Mm-hmm. But they have the exact same uh, voice. They just re-edited yeah. it with this alien instead of this little kid. Yeah. And the one that was posted, uh, th- one of them is posted literally on a government YouTube page. Yep. So uh, there, there's shenanigans going on here. What they're saying is being affected by governmental f- 
uh, forces and corporate forces. They're not. They're just not to be trusted. Is the breakdown? You know, the beginning of my final thoughts. What do you think, Fro? No, they are not to be trusted at all. You should not listen to common sense media. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this strongly: don't support the media. I, I understand that that they have. They have like uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is uh, people that support them, uh, Sherwood Foundation, uh, the Bass's Family Foundation. They have a lot of supporters, and and the thing is like it, it is incredibly important to understand that they are not as good two shoes that you think they are. They they are working. Really clearly for for uh, a cause that I don't support. It's just the problem that, or the part that really bothers me the most is the idea that they're acting like they're this independent group of yep. from everything else, and that they're not being affected by whatever a government right. or they're acting like they're independent. an independent uh, verification yep. site to like tell. Yep. Ki- to talk to uh, parents about their kids, um, yeah. but they don't ever mention in their website or anything how connected it is to the government, how connected it is to these corporations, and that they're those are the things that are probably actually telling you what to do. Not like common sense media is just the, uh, f- I guess the front front person. group, right? Yeah, yeah the the front group for 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 all the corporations. That's what I don't like about them. They are they are kind of like hiding behind everything. And that in the misleading thing about it not being really ra- it's not MVP, really rating yeah. the movies. That's really yeah, strange. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we agree. Uh, we, it's kind of it's hard to put on the crazy scale, but where would you say it's ranking there? I mean, it's not that crazy. Uh, three, maybe. Yeah, I I would uh, agree with you. Let's move on. Okay. Movies, Luke. I know you've seen three. I've seen three also, but I've talked about Brexit. So, what is the first movie you've seen this week? Uh, well, not the first movie. I actually watched it last night as I was going to bed, but I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, because I haven't seen it in a while, Love. and it was fun. And I posted a clip of it oh. on our Facebook page. Love that movie. And it's just great to, like, wind down at the end of a day kind of movie, you know what I mean? It's funny and just silly, and uh, you really don't have to focus on it, because that movie moves from one thing to another like no other movie does, but it's still great. Uh, you know the coconut sketch in that uh, movie, of course? Well, I mean, it goes through the whole film, but yes. Yeah, and that is actually because they couldn't afford horse horses. Right, I've heard that they before. Had- it- yeah, and it makes sense yeah, that they would go. Oh, we can't afford horses, but you know what would be yeah. funny? That's probably how it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, I watched something really strange this week. I watched Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, just to see if it was uh, toned down or how this version was. Uh, it, it is less better than. Deadpool 2, I will say that, but it's a PG version of Deadpool, so if you don't, again, <laughs> with common sense media, if you don't want your 
kids to hear a lot of cursing and sex and things like that. It's an okay version of Deadpool 2. I mean, it's it's it, it doesn't bring anything new to the the thing. The only thing is that it was kind of funny that they made a lot of jokes uh, about it being a PG version of the the movie. So if you haven't you haven't seen the original, I would say watch the original then this version of it. Sure. But I, I will give it, yeah. I mean, I, the original I would g- give an eight and a half. It's an okay movie. Uh, seven. Oh, that's good. That's decent, at least. Yeah. 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 Okay, I saw The Commuter, bro, with Liam Neeson. Oh, I've seen this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he commuted, and then his... They took his daughter or his wife, but they didn't take his daughter or his wife, but they did. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was for an action film. It was all right. I mean, uh, it's nothing it's special. Okay. It's nothing like amazing. I think I give it like a 5.5. 5. It's like, yeah. I'd say you go, you go watch it. You have fun. At least most people, if you, if you want to see an action movie, uh, if you're in the mood for that, you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to get any love story or anything out of this. So if you're, you know, if you're looking for that kind of movie that it's, not going to be the movie you watch that night. Um, but it's very unoriginal. It was like two movies combined with each other. Uh, Under yeah. Siege 2, I think it was, with the train. And then his other movie... Uh, Taken. Right, Taken. Taken. It's like those two movies. You yeah. combined them and you made this movie. So, hmm. 5.5. Yeah, it's an okay movie. Uh, I watched... Uh, what did I watch? It's called... King of Thieves. Um, it's a, an American movie. Wait, can you talk about your next movie? Because I suddenly forgot my page. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. What did I watch? I watched Solo. Why? A Star Wars story. Not Solo with Mario Van Peebles. Solo a Star Wars story. Why? Uh, you said it was decent. And I actually kind of liked it. It is decent, but it's okay. Compared to the last Star Wars movie, the uh, the episode, whatever it was, the last one I saw, episode yeah. seven, this was like a masterpiece. It was the, yeah. the greatest Star Wars made ever compared to the last one. <laughs> uh, it still had some very like clunky nostalgia moments where it was like, that's not really necessary. But storyline-wise and... Um, May, it feeling like a, an actual Star Wars movie, it, it did a better job than that than the last few of them, and definitely the first, well, the technical first three or whatever you call them, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, overall, I gave it a 6.5. I thought it was, I had fun with it. Yeah. I thought, like, it, they're moving in the right direction, at least, so I gotta give them that. My expectations oh. for... The next number one numbered Star Wars movie are still low, but the next one that's yeah. not a numbered Star Wars movie, I'm like, okay, this these ones maybe are made for people who actually enjoy this kind of movie, not for a mass audience. I think that may be the I idea, mean, you know what I mean? Like NXT to WWE yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite Star Wars uh, are still uh, Rogue Rogue. What was it called? Rogue. Uh, Rogue One. Something. Right. Rogue One. Yeah. I love Rogue One. 
I didn't. Yeah, it was all right. I didn't think. I don't remember thinking it was as good as this, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, King of Thieves uh, with Michael Caine, Charlie Cox, Ray Winston, <laughs> Michael uh, Garbino, uh, and Jim Prodent. It uh, it was a um, heist movie. Uh, it got a really uh, bad reviews. Uh, five. Point eight out of ten on IMDb, but the thirty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So me going into this didn't uh, have any high expectations, but th- this was better than uh, I I thought uh, it was going to be. I would give this a seven and say it's an okay movie to watch. King of this. Oh okay. It's is yeah. it is it about Robin Hood uh, or am I, did I miss what you were? What it was about? Uh, no, it's about uh, uh, p- uh, people having uh, a major heist in the London jewelry district. Oh. They are having a heist, so it's a heist movie. Oh, cool! All right. Yeah, if you like heist movies, I think you will like it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of them. I mean, as long as they're good. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I find it a little strange that it's so so low rated because I liked it especially Charlie Cox. Uh, right. He's an underrated actor, if you ask me. Was this not a comedy role, or was this just a? No, it's a drama. Okay. And, yeah. And... Showing his acting skill, then. I, yeah, I always like him, so could be good. Yeah. Uh, your next movie. Uh, that was my three, right? Yeah, I, that was three. Oh, and I watched one more that I totally forgot because I watched a new version of Suspiria this week. Look, um, I, I'm not a like huge fan of the original. I think it's a pretty okay horror movie, and Ario Del Dento is a little like overrated, if you ask me. Um, but I, I like, I like, I like Suspiria. I'm not like, oh, oh no, they can never re- remake Suspiria. Uh, you heard about this, right? Uh, no, I don't think Suspiria. so. Uh, was maybe uh, most known because. Uh, they had um, uh, they had um, uh, one of the their actors uh, in it, uh, Tilda Swinton, play more roles than she did. But this has Dakota Johnson in it, uh, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Grace Mortez. Um, uh, this gotten a six. 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and 64% on Metacritic. Um, I didn't especially like this movie. Um, I, th- I thought it was uh, under par. Uh, I, my expectations going into this, because I've, I've heard this was a good horror movie, uh, I'd, I don't really think so. Uh, I would rate it a 3.5, maybe 4 out of 10. Okay. You can see it uh, on Amazon, I think. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
And it's two hours and 32 minutes, so it's a long, long ass movie. Two and a half hours is a little long. That's a long movie, yeah. I mean, well, it's, yeah. you know, not the longest movie ever, but it is, that's definitely a long movie. Uh, it's about a little half long. an hour too long, right? <laughs> yes. Definitely. It's felt that way. Hey, do you want to see a remake of a really bad uh, uh, French movie? Uh, sure. Let's see the Upside trailer. Okay. They'll need to job. Phil needs help. Okay. Oh, it has Nicole Kidman in it. Oh. Oh yeah, that's who that is. I didn't notice till it was the they did a front shot. She, um, her hair definitely looks different than it usually does. Yeah, I like her though. I mean, I like Brian Cranston, and I like Nicole Kidman. Kevin Hart, I've never been a huge fan, but this doesn't seem like he's doing a comedy role. This seems like a very serious thing so far. It's supposed to be kind of funny. Based on a true story. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so he is doing a little bit of comedy here for sure. Yep. He was Richard Jay Z? No, Richard. Which car is yours? All of these to the right. Oh my god. They're not practical. Exactly. Okay. So we got the guy who's down in his luck helping the rich quadriplegic guy. That's the whole movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I specifically said nothing for my birthday. I'm sorry you gotta have a surprise party in your huge mansion. Some of us got real problems. I'm fighting to see my son. And whose fault is it? Is it yours or is the world out Okay, this trailer should have ended, ended like uh, 30 seconds ago. But that's yep. fine. Because now we're getting way too much information about the movie. Kevin Hart, Ryan Cranston, and Nicole Kidman in This Was Really Not a Good French Movie. Upside. So uh, look, this is a remake of a French movie that I didn't like. Okay. So <laughs> what is this movie all about? Well, I just kind of described it almost uh, exactly when I just said what it was about in the trailer. But it says here, Phil Philip is a wealthy quadriplegic who needs a caretaker to help him with his day-to-day -day routine in his New York penthouse. He decides to hire Dell, a struggling parolee who is trying to reconnect with his ex and his young son. So that literally is almost exactly what I said, except for without the names. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, right, 40% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and 45% on Metacritic. I'm actually kind of sad that it didn't have the Common Sense Media one there this week. Just this week. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have been good. Uh... 
I actually have that in front of me. Oh, okay, good. Uh, yeah, I, it, uh, they gave it age sensitive 14, uh, 14 plus, uh, three stars. Uh, and I was actually going just to read what they said. <laughs> uh, parents need to know that the upside is dramatically. Uh, dramedy starring Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston about an unlikely friendship between a curved billionaire and a felon hired to care for him. It's based on the French film done Intouchables, which itself was based on a true story. The characters start out of stereotypes. Wealthy older ma white man grants opportunity to Black's ex con but through their friendship, uh, the story develops insight into empathy for their struggles. Parents may not love uh, the drug use. Uh, is uh, sorry. Uh, uh, where was I? I fucking skipped the line. <coughs> and, and right, Dr uh, parents said may not love that drug use. Uh, which eventually bonds the main character. Smoking pot is depicted as fun, uh, uh, fun, uh, funny, bonding, helping, medical, and uh, consequence-free. The two main characters grow up closer by enlarging, in, engaging in each other's dangerous behavior too. Smashing expensive items, spending, speeding in fast cars, being chased by police and parasailing. Regular uh, swearing includes the shit, goddamn, and more. But the dialogue is slyer about sexual situations. Adults will understand what is being played with uh, the genitalia jokes, but innocent ears <laughs> likely won't put it all together. All through the word porno is used for comic effects, and women uh, are briefly showed up close uh, to trust of passion. You're not allowed to say porno? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> the movie's message are about normalizing abilities and discovering positive, life-changing opportunities amid the tragedies. Viewers are also exposed to art, opera, and poetry. So common sense media oh, is anti-marijuana. Is that what what we're getting out of this? Yes. Yes. Even for a quadriplegic guy <laughs> using it medically, they're against that. Yeah. That's what that just said, yeah. right? Am I was I misinterpreting yeah. what you said? Nope. That's uh, because uh, their main like main line it says charming heart slash crest and disability dramedy glorifies pop use. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's like they're, he's they're quadriplegic. Being... Jeez, Louise. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I'm glad yeah, it's so not. A... I had I had to read Common Sense Media this week. I'm glad it's not a movie about a kid with seizures. Otherwise, I would be even more offended by that. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I went to the Facebook as usual to get some reviews. That's where our, we're we're doing right now, right? We're doing reviews. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie Massey says, "Absolutely love this movie. I highly encourage everyone to go see it. Uh, great storyline, great acting, humor, drama. It has it all." Uh, Catherine Trepain says, 
Yuck, Americans are just copying French films. Do me a favor and see Intouchables instead. Uh, you guys basically translated the French movie, uh, The Intouchables. How very unoriginal it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got another one if you're waiting. Uh, Aaron Simone says, just saw a movie and was never a fan of Kevin Hart. However, I loved him in this movie. Uh, I have a new found respect, uh, newfound respect for him. Uh, okay. Which, I mean, this was definitely the most serious thing I think I've ever seen Kevin Hart in. Maybe I'm forgetting something, but no, definitely a different role for him. So I'd be interested in ju just seeing a bit for that, just to see how he does in a serious role. Uh Let's see. Here's somebody who said, I would love to know if both actors really went hang gliding or if it's stunt, du stunt doubles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think the movie is going to... Uh, you know how much insurance they would have to get to put Brian Cranston in a hang glider? <laughs> I mean, it's possible, I guess. Yeah. Other things coming out this video, uh, week is uh, Replicas. Uh, this is with Keanu Reeves. William Foster is a brilliant uh, neuroscientist who loses his uh, wife, son, and two daughters in a car accident, utilizing cutting-edge technology. Uh, William comes up with a daring and unexpected plan to download their memories and clone their bodies. As the experiment begins to spiral out of control, Foster soon finds himself at the odds with his Devious uh, boss, a reluctant accomplice, a police task force, and the physical laws of science. This has been rated 5 out of 5 on IMDb, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, 18% on Metacritic, and like I said, it has Keanu Reeves, Alice Eve, and Emily Allen Lind in it. Okay, the other movie that came out this week, A Dog's Way Home. Uh, oh, I can't believe it, but it does have it. Uh, a puppy, uh, Bella, finds her way into the arms of Lucas, a young man who gives her a good home. When Bella becomes separated from Lucas, she soon finds herself in an epic 400-mile journey to reunite with her beloved owner. So it's Homeward Bound with one dog. <laughs> right? We've all seen yeah. Homeward Bound, or I mean, I guess kids yeah. haven't seen Homeward Bound. Just go watch Homeward Bound. Uh, <laughs> let's see who is this have in it. Anybody? Bryce Dallas Howard. I've seen her before in movies. Okay, yeah. Jonah yep. How Hire King and Alexandra Ship. Neither of those okay. people I've really seen. Nope. Um. 6.3 out of 10 oh. on IMDb, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a solid 3.5 on our Common Sense Media. I, would, I actually thought that this movie would be higher on Common Sense Media than a 3, but all right. Yeah. Maybe they don't, they don't like dogs. <laughs> Maybe they have a dog propaganda. <laughs> they, I mean, I can go to the thing really quick and see what their problem was with it. Uh, here we go. Although there is no dog death or reincarnation. What? They're against reincarnation now? Although there's no dog death or reincarnation, as in a dog's purpose, there are several disturbing, potentially upsetting scenes. Uh, 
uh, avalanche, uh, mention of animals being euthanized, confrontations between wolves, injured animals, uh, sad, upsetting separations. Uh, yeah. So it could just, it's upsetting, I guess. <laughs> I wonder, I'm going to go continue with what we're doing, and I'm going to look up Old Yeller on Common Sense Media and see you. <laughs> uh, you can get the free book at oddballtrial.com slash another that's oddball.com slash another digital citizen. Oh my god, Fro. It's got oh. five out of five stars. Old Yeller has five out of five stars. <laughs> oh my god, my brain just broke. <laughs> oh, wow. What, is, what are they saying? Please read it. <laughs> oh, I just bounced out of it. I gotta go back. Oh, please read it for me. <laughs> you need to, like... Give me the points they are saying there. Yeah, I'm going. That's funny. <laughs> I can't believe they gave it five out. I clicked right out of it as I just was like overwhelmed by. Uh... <laughs> they give it an, like... an A plus for educational value. Uh... Okay. But it I says, but it says not present. Also, so it doesn't have any educational value. Themes include compassion, integrity, even in the face of tremendous difficulty and heartbreak, there's always a resilience to the human spirit. That was positive messages. Violence and scariness. As the Western set in 1950, there's lots of hunting rifles in this field. A young boy throws rocks at another character. Old Yeller fights with wolves, bears, and wild pigs. Uh... See, and then of course there's a legendary ending when Old Yeller must be put out of his misery. So they gave three out of five for violence. So they do actually mention him. Uh, it says, and now, and in the like, what parents need to know. It says, of course, there is a now legendary climax of the film, which could definitely be difficult for children still coming to grips with life and death of pets and people. Still, it's a classic story of loss, an excellent way to begin a discussion of those issues. But it just. Why does the other one that doesn't have, like, the reason that other one had three out of five was because it, but it didn't have any, it said it didn't have any dead animals, and this one does, and it's like that, these scores don't make any fucking sense. Oh, common sense media. Still my favorite thing to talk about. Right. I don't even want to call it democratic. It's like neo uh Neoliberal, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so strange. It's like I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I, I really don't understand where their politics comes from. I have so problems like understanding. Like I said, this is not where, scoring how good movies are or how quality, or it's I scoring the. It's like a PC meter. How politically correct is this thing? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a one out of five on political correctness more than anything. Uh, let's do some classic movies. Okay. Uh, for example, how did... Um, uh, ooh, uh, let's see. Uh, Psycho. <laughs> well, that one's definitely... We already know how that's going to go, right? I don't know. Okay, I'll try oh, it. No. Oh, psycho. 
Okay, I'm looking it up. Psycho movie review. Yeah. Let's see, is this the original or like the remake? Classic Hitchhawk. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's got five out of five, age 15 plus. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Five out of five. Famous shower scene, uh, never shows the knife, touching flesh, but is still terrifying. There's also several very terrifying scenes involving a course. It, on a less scary note, a character steals money from their boss's client, and a couple is shown in post-sex, although they are clothed. So they had a more problem with the character stealing the money than they did with the ending with the dead mom, apparently. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what about Simpson Kane? Okay. That's a good one. And I, I, I will give you one more, and and, and we will uh, we will call it today. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Five out of five, 12 plus. Okay. Um, Old fiction. For teens, however, it, it is a must-see portrait of the early 20th century as a media tycoon. Uh, mm -hmm. Several scenes show principal drinking uh, or drunk, or principal, uh, principals drinking or at, uh, being drunk, I guess. There is a pipe, cigar, and cigarette smoking throughout. <laughs> Kane implies wow. adulterous affairs have impacted on the plot, but there is no overt sexuality or swearing or offensive language. Well, yeah. Uh, it was from, like, way back when. 41, yeah. yeah. Okay, last movie, Pulp Fiction. That needs to get low on their score. I, I will not understand that thing. Okay, well, this is kind of different, because this is 18 plus. Uh, okay. Five out of five. 18 plus kids so, so now i really don't understand it it says kids 14 which was the other ones that we did is yeah uh no parents say four out of five age 14 kids say five out of five so kids are like yeah we can watch this fiction, yeah. uh one character is shot in the face uh and it's played for jokes yeah. one is extremely graphic scene a character plunges a syringe into a woman's chest uh yeah. gunplay robbery swearing drug use drug dealing lying cheating violence male rape sadomasochism driving mm -hmm. under the influence uh yeah <laughs> uh so but they're saying 18 plus five out of five right uh. So it yeah you have to look at the age thing which they never put on the uh, on the Google part like when you look at it yeah. in Google there's no age this five out of five no. like Citizen Cage yeah. was age twelve Citizen Kane I mean and then the other one was age fourteen so uh, right. Psycho was age fifteen so weird yeah there's it makes no sense the rating system makes really absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense at all. Well, news uh, of the week is things we're going to cover next week. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote before I continue? Because I fucking forgot. Forgot. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, Jesus Christ got saved, luckily. After last we yes. talked about him last week, yes. uh, Fro posted on our Facebook. PewDiePie got behind him, and then that... I mean, that's enough right there. There's enough people seeing it that uh, it would take... A few of them, you know, few 
a very small percentage of those subscribers to give one dollar each, and I'm sure he's doing just fine. You know what I mean? Uh, anything you want to promote? Oh, anything we're plugging? Plugging? Uh, nah, I'll, I'll, we already did the I Audible, think. right? So. Mm -hmm. What about your wrestling thing? I don't really know what to plug because there's like you can't really go to the YouTube page. I mean, go to westcoastwrestlingconnection.com and check out the website, uh, and mm -hmm. you can get a link to the online uh, version where you, uh, to, where you can sign up for the uh, the network, I guess it is. Um, and right now, I'm just waiting to see when the next show is, kind of. So I'm not really sure what's going on with them. Okay. Uh, next week, we will cover news of the week. We will do Royal Rumble predictions. I, I really can't wait for the Royal Rumble. It's, the one thing is it's going to be really long, but it will be fun. And I don't know. Yeah. They apparently just changed the main event. Uh, but I guess the main event really is the Royal Rumble. That's what we're excited for. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely. And we're going to do predictions. And it's going to be fun because me and Luke has not watched the product. So. <laughs> Not yet. Neither of us has watched it at all, so we're, it's going to be no. weird predictions. But I mean, I have been listening to podcasts. I don't know if you have been, so I might have a little yeah. bit of advantage. I listen to that wrestling show. Sure, that's a good podcast about wrestling. I, yeah. I've heard about them. Go yeah. check that out. Yeah, yeah, well, they're good. They're going to talk about NXT this Friday. Uh, NXT Takeover uh, UK. Uh, in Blackpool, it was a really good show. Spoiler alert! Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I actually heard the uh, melts. I heard the melts review, so I already knew that. But awesome! Can't wait to hear your review. Really good. Really good. Uh, another digital review of Glass. Uh, that is about milk glass. I'm thinking, or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it must be about um, a, a window, right? A window pane window. of some type. <laughs> it's not a new M. Night Shyamalan thing. Shyamalama, yeah, it is a Shyamalama. I saw an interview with him. He was talking about uh, somebody asked him why why you haven't done any superhero movies. And he's basically like, I don't think that's really my style. I don't think my style of filmmaking would work with superhero movies, but if they want to pay me, I guess I could. That's basically what he said. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> when that's exactly what he made. <laughs> uh, Manifest episode 12. Uh, I'm really happy that we are soon done with Manifest. I am. I must admit. I mean, yeah, it's not great as of now, but who knows? The ending could be amazing. Who knows? When we get to the end, we could mm -hmm. be blown away. But I doubt it. I doubt that as well. But then we're going to cover something really interesting: Hitler in South America. Well, what is this? Right. Uh, it says here U-boat U-boat rumor to have helped Nazis escape to Argentina. Tina discovered, uh, says uh, here, submarine linked to rumors that Adolf Hitler survived and escaped to Argentina in a U-boat uh, has been discovered. The submarine uh, linked to the rank wreck at the bottom of the ocean. So uh, they're say this is about a U-boat, but what what it, there was also some like CIA or FBI documents or something that came out a couple years ago that had something about. Um, 
uh, them investigating where Hitler was after World War II? Which seems strange. If they if they knew he was dead, why would they be investigating to find out where he was? So we'll cover that. Cool. Anything else that we have forgotten? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do, or at least we're not gonna really talk. We'll talk about the main one, but we're gonna talk about Oscar noms. Will be out next week. Uh, they come out on Tuesday, and we do the show on Wednesday, so we'll be able to talk to, about them. We won't go into them in detail until we actually do Oscars and Razzies predictions, which isn't for like a no. month. But we'll talk about at least uh, do all the uh, best picture because we're going to want to cover all those in the next few weeks. So, Okay. I mean, there's one we already know is going to be on there, Roma, so we could cover that Roma. next week. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to watch it? Uh, I could, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'll, I'll try to get around to watching that one this week, uh, just so we can cover it. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be on there, but one thing we were questioning is how many, how many best picture films are we going to get? Because the last few years, it seems like steadily more and more, uh, num like the numbers are increasing the amount of best picture films. So, I'm expecting like 15 this year. We'll see what happens, though. It's going to be interesting. Well. That's uh, all for this week. Uh, from Norway, my name is Froho. From United States of America, his name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.